This is Rocky Patel. This is Armand the Sun. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh. How the f*** am I funny? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me, tell me what's funny. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, I am thrice divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light them up. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm ready to take on the Catalina wine next year. It's time. <laughs> for the Cigar <laughs> Authority. You really are a funny guy. April 19th, 2014, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And this week, we look at candy. Actually, Easter candy, candy bars, and cigars will enjoy uh, its cigars and candy bars. It's Easter weekend, and I expect to be doing lots of cigar smoking and lots of eating, including eating candy. What is your favorite? What is America's favorite? Not cigars, but favorite candy bars. We'll talk about that. We'll tell you all about that. And loyalty. Are you loyal to your local candy bar? Are you loyal to your local cigar store? Are you Just read loyal what's to, on the prompter, Ron. It. <laughs> Are you loyal to your cigar brand? How about your wife? Are you loyal to anything, anything at all? We'll discuss the fact that loyalty is almost dead. Not quite yet, but it's almost dead. And we need to either change that or diversify. So we'll look into that. Very we'll get debonair with Chuck Morrison. We'll do the very opposite with Old Fart Freddy as we smoke cigars. Um, that we should be smoking at Easter. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire, at the Seabrook Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live, or you can check us out on YouTube where you can subscribe, or iTunes where you can set it and forget it. Papa. Pow. Are you saying pow? <laughs> new new start of the show. Uh, also, a little HD audio going on right now. High definition audio. Is that possible? High definition audio. It's just a matter of changing where the audio source is coming That's from. That's it. Whatever it is, it sounds better. I like it. Sounds it. better than my headphones. It's yeah. a lot quieter. Yeah. Although I can hear. Usually I have the, uh, the cans on, as they call them. It's a technical term for us radio guys. I have the cans on. Different the than the on. technical term used in the porn industry. Yes. Different <laughs> set of cans. Different cans. And I can hear, actually, the people talking around me. Yes. Awesome. You, can you hear that? You can, can hear them, right? Yeah. And apparently uh, Rudy's telling us we're sounding good in Canada as yeah. well. So good it's in Canada. Up there. All the way in Canada. It still sounds good over there. Nice. So uh, what are we smoking for Easter Sunday? Tomorrow is Easter Sunday. And... You're having people over. People are coming over, and maybe they're cigar smokers. Maybe they are going to smoke a cigar with you, and they're not really a cigar smoker. But you got some relatives coming over. You plan on going outside, sitting there, and having a cigar maybe. It's going to be a nice day. Get away from your mother-in-law. Whatever's going on. Maybe somebody. Listen, you're, you're the host. 
Somebody says, uh, oh, I'm going to come out and sit with you. You have to be able to say, would you care for a cigar, right? It's gentleman-like. It's it's the right thing to do. So you you have it available. If you go into a cigar store today, you need to buy extra cigars. Now, not necessarily the cigars you normally buy for yourself. You know, it's like going to a wine shop because you're going to get wine for for dinner. Would you buy the Dom Perignon for dinner Easter? Maybe not because the person would not enjoy... Or no, yeah, they that may that not even know what they're drinking. They're just right. Doesn't matter. Get half in the bag. So you know, I'm. I, I think what you get for Easter cigars is not necessarily the best cigar. Although if they would enjoy it, I would want to give them the best I could possibly give them. It, it's it's a, a cheap uh, product to be able to give somebody the world's greatest. Yeah. Um, but you don't really have to do that. Nor probably should you. You should actually choose the right cigar. And what is the right cigar to choose for Easter? We're going to actually let. All of us. Do they have any own. in the shape of a cross? <clears throat> I don't know if there's any religious-looking cigar because it is a religious. And if you really, if you think about the whole religious side of things, and, and I'm sure the churches mean well, but this is the time of year where you read the billboards on the church and it says, "Christ was crucified for you." Now, in normal terms, crucified really is a bad thing. Like that puts a bad taste in your mouth right away. And if you're a church, I would imagine you'd want to draw people in. And not freak them out. So maybe if you put, you know, Jesus loves you and so do we, you know, something a little lighter. But they got to go with the death and the blood. This, this is the time, though. This is when it it's, happened. It's he rose. The, you know, Easter, he rose again, right? This is after. That's, that's the story. Right. And they're sticking to it. They know what they're doing. If it bleeds, it leads, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't know if I agree with that. If it bleeds and dies, it can lead. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But the idea is to pick a cigar, and we're going to pick two. We're going to pick one this hour and one the next hour. But each one of us will pick separate. Usually we smoke the same cigar, but today we'll smoke something different. You're going into the cigar store. You know you're having people over, and you want to have a cigar available to those your guests, your relatives, guests, or whatever is coming. Mr. Jonathan, we'll start with you. What do you, well, go, with? What do you go with? As you know, I, First like, one. I like to tell a story about everything. And there is no better story right now than Oravivo because it's Armando Sante, mm. the movie star. I got a chance to not just interview him, but hang out with him. I had dinner with him. So he's your friend. He's my friend. Yeah. So I get to talk about my friend, Armando Sante's cigar. Show off. And I get to show it off a little bit. And what I dig about the cigar, which, by the way, I have to say, since we've had him on, easily 40 of them I've smoked. Wow. Yeah. Easily. You're on it. It's un, it's unbelievable. And I normally, as you both know, am not a torpedo guy. Right. And the torpedo is so good. It's my second favorite size. I smoke through all of my favorite size, which is the, the cologne, the little uh, Corona we size. We have none left. We have none left. Of wow. the white box, the wow. European version of it. And you can't get it anymore. Do you have any more boxes for sale? Or just singles <clears> at this point? Not of that Not of size. that size. But we've got a couple of boxes yeah. of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about possibly IPCPR actually releasing it. I mean, it, it went over oh, so they well. They should. So well. Yeah. Uh, the European version. Gentlemen, Chuck Morrison. You yes, have sir. a guess over. Uh, your first cigar. So the first cigar I chose, and uh, like Jonathan, I wanted this to have some meaning behind it, is actually the first box of cigars that I ever purchased. And, and it's funny. You know, people, chat box, listen, the geeks out there are going to probably laugh at me. I'm okay with that. Um, it was the Rocky Patel Connecticut Vintage 1999. Nothing to laugh about. Yeah. 
good cigar. Love it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so the reason behind it is, you know, I'm amongst family, friends, whatever. Like you said, you have to kind of play to your environment. I'm sure there's going to be some people that have had cigars, smoke cigars, newbies. So I wanted to find something that could appease all palates. Yeah. You know, something that, the, that someone that's accustomed to, you know, something upper-bodied or, or fuller could appreciate and someone that's new. Yeah, it's you got know. lots of flavor. There's nothing wrong with that cigar at all. Yeah. Well, so you're going to party first, like it's 1999, that's baby. That's right, baby. So you're going to do it. You got It's celebratory. You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> about it's complentative. I, I th- and I think it has a good look, and I think it uh, even has a... Um, to the people that smoke cigars a little bit would say, oh, you gave us a name brand. Yeah. yeah. It's a name brand, right? Yep. 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 So okay. there we go. What do you got, Dave? I would choose the Hammer and Sickle Icon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would do that because, again, it has a little bit of a story, and I can explain to them that of all the cigars that came out last year, one cigar is chosen as the Cigar of the Year. Uh, we've been doing it now for over 20 years, choosing that cigar, and the process that goes through it is many, many people, uh, hundreds and hundreds of people go through the process of the contenders, bringing down to the final winner, and it goes through the employees, and it goes through the sales of the, of the secret uh, <clears throat> vote, which is the person that's voting with his wallet, yeah. and at the end, it came out to this. So of all the cigars that came out new this year, this one came out as the best for um, last year, or for this year we're in. Yeah, great cigar. So uh, that's what I'm going to choose for the first cigar. We're going to do another whole round of this in the next one. If we didn't choose those, what will we choose in second place? Um, And you know what? If you're going to have maybe a before-dinner cigar and an after-dinner cigar, should they be different cigars? I say yes. Yes. Mm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes, it should be different because then you go through the whole process. You really don't want to smoke the same cigar two times in a row anyway. You want to kind of play with your palate a little bit. You don't Even want to... you've smoked 40 of those in the past two weeks. I try not to do them back to back. Yeah, okay. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time to cut our cigars right now. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And now we'll cut a cigar and we'll begin the whole process. And uh, we have a um, what, what we used to think is a great cutter, great lighter that we used many times. Um, is now turned into the limited release. Yes. What? Whoa. Well, the wizard is, uh, <coughs> I can't buy it anymore. I put in an order for uh, about 50 of them, and they said, yeah, that's not going to happen. This is the Vertigo uh, it's been Wizard. It's a almost tweener. It's between a table lighter yeah. and, a and a pocket lighter. Pocket lighter. It's in between size. And apparently not selling well enough that they're not we going to make it anymore. It. But we sell it so much, we went to buy even more, and they said, ah, there are none. Yeah, so sorry, wow. no more. Thirty bucks if you want to pick one up. Uh, yeah, at any any store that has it, you're looking for the Vertigo Wizard, wizard. and uh, they don't make it anymore, which means uh, you want it even more. It's like our hats at the Cigar Authority. <laughs> Nobody wanted our hats at the Cigar Authority, and now we're getting emails. Can I get one of those hats? No. You have to win the hat. We've had the hats for two years. Nobody ever wanted them. A couple of weeks ago, Mr. Jonathan, last week, I think, yeah. makes the uh, announcement that you cannot buy these hats. And we start getting emails from people looking to buy the hat. You can't buy the hat. We only give them away, and we give them away when we give them away. That's it. And that's it. And you can't ask for it and get it. Actually, you go to last. If you ask for it. <laughs> 
if you were right there at the top and ready to get it, now you're in last place. Uh, it's, so like, it, it's like when they ask for a, a um, recommendation, not a recommendation, a um, song as a district. Oh, yeah, a request. And I'd like to make a request. <coughs> I if was you actually, had it on the turntable, it's I ready was to go, play it next. you take it off. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm breaking the record. Mm. So I don't get tempted to play it. So later. speaking of last place, I uh, had my Dancing with the Stars event. Yep. And uh, I got 29 out of 30 points. And someone got 30 Points. 30 out of 30. So I came in as the first loser. loser. First loser. That's me. Yeah. But that wasn't even the real story. The story is we're going out afterwards to celebrate. And they gave each of the pros 50 bucks cash in a card. It was nice. And so I figured, you know what? I'll race to the restaurant. Yeah. I'll spend the money and I'll get the appetizer for everybody. And, you know, we'll all we'll all have a, have a good time. So where are we going? We're going to pub. 97. So I say, okay. And I pull up and there's this huge 97 on the sign. So I pull into the parking lot. I get in. The place is pretty empty. And I'm like, perfect. I order $50 worth of appetizers. I get the bar covered. They show up. I'm a half an hour in. No one's there. So I text the lady. I said, I'm at par 97. Where is everybody? She says, not par 97. Pub 97. It's a quarter of a mile further. And I said, well, if there's two restaurants with almost exactly the same name, practically side by side, and you're telling someone to go there that's not from the area, would you think you might just mention? It's not the first one. It's not the first one I said. It's the one after that. It's almost identical. Yeah. Owned by the same guy on the same golf course. So long story short, I end up inviting everyone at the bar to join in with the appetizers. I ate a little bit, finished my drink, and then went to the right bar. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do a nice thing for you guys. but yeah. Did you tell them I did a nice thing? Oh, yeah. I said yeah. I had the appetizers all out. It was on me. Yeah. We were rocking. But you get nothing. Uh, you get nothing now. I gave it all away. There we go. Demo's <laughs> Way brought to you by. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, Easter, Christian festival holiday celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the real reason for Easter. It's interesting that he, no, because he's such a magical, mythical creature, that his... Thank you, baby Jesus. He, was, baby he Jesus. only rose on Sundays. No, he only rose once, and that was Easter. But it's always on a Sunday. Second most candy-eating occasion of the year for Americans. More importantly, it's the second most <laughs> candy-eating occasion for Americans. It's not the most important. Jesus rose. I right. And this is why we celebrate. You can't really say it on the radio. You can't say it on TV because somebody's offended by it. But that's the reason. And we're saying it because we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> we um, hope you're offended. But the fact is we, meaning Americans, will consume over 7 billion pounds of candy. 7 billion pounds of candy. I'll tell you what. Tomorrow. I'm not- we're going to start today. I like it. 7 billion is an awful lot. I'm not... I'm telling you what I'm not going to eat. I am not eating. You're eating everything. You I am not to, eating those no, you peeps. You have to. You have to. I don't eat peeps. You have to. I tried one when I was a kid. I don't like them. They're disgusting. Man up. Absolutely. Do it for the show. Not- We're talking about loyalty today. You should have some loyalty to the Cigar Authority. Yeah, you're eating them. I'll throw up. Chocolate bunnies should be eaten years first. According to 76% of Americans. You get a chocolate bunny. What do you do? You eat the ears first and you work your way down. 
76% of Americans. 5% said they should be eaten feet first. 4% favor eating it tail first. Or tushy. Yeah. But chocolate bunnies are not number one for Easter. They are number three. Is it the Cadbury cream egg? It's got to be. Because I do like those. It's got to be. And I notice you don't have any. Americans buy more than 700 million marshmallow peeps. Ugh. 700 million marshmallow peeps. So it's shaped like chicks. It's their Black Sunday. As well as marshmallow bunnies, marshmallow eggs. You don't like marshmallow? I like marshmallow. I don't like peeps. Making them the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. Okay. Peeps are marshmallow candy sold in the United States and Canada. Peeps have since expanded into Halloween. That's right. Halloween, Christmas, and Valentine's Day. They have different shapes. You think they they just form this type of shape? No. They are made from sugar. Obviously. Sugar, right? Corn syrup. Corn. It's a vegetable. It's good. (laughs) Gelatin. Which is ground up beef cartilage. And various food dyes, including, in this case... Yellow number five? My favorite, yellow number five. Lowers your sperm count. I wonder what else it attacks while you're eating it. Peeps are produced by Just Born. That's the name of the company that makes Peeps. A candy manufacturer found in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania by Russian immigrants. Well, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That's right. Coincidence? I I think think not. not. (laughs) Just Born, they make other products. Okay, what do they make? Peeps is the biggest, but they make other products. They make Mike and Ike's. No kidding. They make hot tamales. Nice. And they make teeny beanies. I don't know what that is. Just Born is the largest marshmallow candy manufacturer in the world. Teeny beanies, little beanies. I don't know. Uh, Yellow Chicks were originally a form of candy, hence their name. But the company introduced other colors. Peeps are number two. Number two for candy. What's number one? I got to go Canterbury. You're going with the Cadbury egg? Cadbury egg, sorry. Cadbury egg? Love those. That's what I would go with. Really? It's the only one I eat. Like, I look forward to it coming out. Wrong and wrong. Come on. Americans consume 16 billion... Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Really? Uh, For Easter, making it the number one. They're small, but 16 billion. I like the black ones. Do you? I'm a big licorice fan. Yeah. Jelly beans, number one. Jelly beans. So I don't know what we do with that information, but jelly beans are number one. <laughs> Easter bunny, also known as the Easter rabbit or the Easter hare. Are we eating these? Yeah. All right. That that is a um, that so is a Nestle's butterfinger egg. Oh, butterfinger egg. Yeah. Um, a fantasy character. The Easter bunny isn't real. For those, hope the kids aren't listening. Despite the block there is. Earmuffs. Uh, as a rabbit brings Easter eggs. The rabbit brings Easter eggs. And Which the rabbit so, produces eggs, right? It's so hard to explain to your kids. I got two young ones, as yeah. you guys know, and, and I'm trying to explain it to my daughter, and she's just like, what? Not only are you lying to them. Oh, it's terrible. But then you have to tell them something that actually physically isn't right. possible. So as she's learning about animals, now you're telling her about this creature that is a bunny that's laying eggs. You know, it's just... And, and so many of them, he's passing them around and hiding them in the yard. Hiding them. So that you won't get them. So he's, he's a dastardly be, rabbit. Because he wants his children. He's going to come in the they, house? The yeah. kids end up getting them breaking open. And instead of being a 
a, a little baby bunny in that egg. It's actually a candy bar or <laughs> or an egg. Or an egg. <laughs> Ornate among Germans, originating among Germans. The Easter Hare originally played a role as a judge, deciding whether children were good or bad at the start of the season of Easter Tide. That's how it started. So the Easter Bunny was so a judge. It wasn't enough that you had Jesus who died for your sins. And you have God that knows your every move, and he, he's evaluating whether you're good or bad. Now you got a stuffed animal. Now you got the friggin' bunny <laughs> yeah. that lays eggs <clears throat> and hides them, and he's judging you. He judges you. Why can't it's like it's like laws. You've got laws that that govern the people, yeah. and then you make other laws to govern them in smaller groups and factions. Why not just enforce the laws you have on the books? Why not just go with the Jesus you already got? Do you need a bunny? When, what year do you think they started this whole fiasco of the Easter Bunny? I would say much later. I'm going to say it's uh, 1856. He's got it in the 1800s. I'm going to go 1900s, Dave. I'm going to say like post-1910. 1682. You're oh. both over. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. Um, yeah, it's that, that far along. It's... Uh, and this thing continues. It didn't come to Canada until 1910. Right, right. And I don't, I don't even know if they really go to Canada. A little bit, right? A little what, bit. What goes to Canada? Um, the eggs. But instead of the eggs, pantyhose are in them. They have the pantyhose eggs. I remember those. Remember those? Legs. Yeah, but that's what they do in Canada? Yeah, pantyhose. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Explains yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot happening. Uh, it's time for this day in American classic history. Today is April 19th, 2014. This day in American classic history brought to you off by our friends at Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. And now it's time for the epic. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Battle. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For this day in American <laughs> classic history. He is looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, be out of my way. Or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. Versus... How about I just go eat some hay? Chuck. I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. Making mountains move... What do you say? Morrison. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from. Yeah! Brought to you by... This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Alec Bradley, <laughs> American Classic Cigar. Nervous? Yes. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced. And inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, we had um, Chuck Morrison coming in at the end. And it continues. The pain keeps up. Today is April 19th and it is the birth date of Kate Hudson. American actress. She became prominent in 2001 for her role in Almost Famous. She starred in the hit show How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in films such as Raising Helen, Skeleton Key, You, Me, and Dupree, Fool's Gold, Bride Wars. She played recurring roles on a musical comedy TV series Glee. It is Kate Hudson's birthday today. What year was she born? 1976. 1976. 1977, Alec. 1977 takes the point, Mr. Jonathan, 1979. See how I do that? Right. <clears throat> I like it. Here we go. 
So, Mr. Jonathan, Ashley Judd grew up in a family with successful performing artists as the daughter of country music singer Naomi Judd, half-sister of Wyoma Judd. Uh, she's best known Wynonna. for ongoing, Wynonna, <laughs> ongoing <clears throat> career spanning for two decades, including Ruby in Paradise, Norma Jean and Marilyn, Marilyn Kiss the Girls, Double Jeopardy, High Crimes, Dolphin Tales. She also starred as Rebecca Weinstone in the television series Missing. Today is Ashley Judd's birthday. What year was she born? Ashley Judd was born in 1969. 1969. 1950 for the point. 1950 for the point. 1968. Oh, how close. I missed it by that much. Mr. Chuck Morrison. Verma Jane Palmy. Verma. Verna Jane Palmy. P-A-L-M-E, a.k.a. Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield was an American actress. Any idea? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, theater and television, nightclub entertainer, singer, in one of the early Playboy Playmates. She was a major role sex oh, symbol Jane. in the 50s and 60s, Mansfield in the 20th century, alternative to Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. She came to be known as the working man's Monroe. She also was best... Uh, Known for her personal life, uh, for publicity stunts such as wardrobe malfunctions and things like that. That Jane Mansfield has some big breasts. Remember that in Seinfeld? No. No. Well, anyway, she had some big breasts. Jane Mansfield, today's her birthday. What year? 1933. Two points. Bam. Are you serious? Of course he's serious. (laughs) Doesn't even know who she is, but 1933. I have a title to defend, man. Wow. You have a pocket in your backside? I have Rudy. Jeez. Help me out here. Do you really? <laughs> no. Wow. Okay, uh, Mr. Jonathan. Rudy, you be monitoring that chat box for answers coming in. <laughs> Marion Knight Jr. Marion Knight Jr. Also known as Marion Barry. Also known as Sug Knight. Sug oh, Knight. Knight. Sug Knight. Founder and CEO of Black. Capital Records. I know my daughter's laughing right now because I don't even know how to say his name. Shug. Shug Knight. Uh, Co-founder of CEO at Death Row Row Records. Records, Death Row Records uh, dominated chart with Dr. Dre's albums, The Chronic, in 1992. After several years, uh, the artists include Tupac Shakur, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. His name, Shug, derives from Sugar Bear. Um, His childhood nickname, Shug Knight. Today's his birthday. What year was he born? Shug was born in uh, 1969. 1969. Oh, again, I want a point here. 1950. 1950 for the point. It becomes 1965. Really? He's that yeah. old. He's that old. Chuck Morrison's kicking it. Four to one. You need some doubles here, Mr. Jonathan, but it's Mr. Chuck Morrison's turn. <clears throat> Dudley Moore. No, you know who he oh, is? Oh, yeah. Very funny guy. English actor, comedian, musician, composer. Uh, he was in the movie 10 in 1979 with Bo Derek, author in 1981, Unfaithful of Yours in 1984 with Armand Asante. Yeah. And lots of others. Uh, today's his birthday. He's the late, great Dudley Moore. He was born today. What year? 1940. 1940. 41. 35. You're both Duh. over. 35. And Mr. Jonathan, just for giggles, um, today is um, born today, Richard Cox. C-O-X, Richard Cox. Also known as, if your name was Richard Cox, what would you change your name to? Little Richie. Um, 
I get Dick Sargent. <laughs> really? <laughs> your name is Richard Cox. You can't stand that because they're going to make fun of you and change your name to Dick Sargent. All right. Wow. You know who he was. And if they read your name alphabetically, it's Sergeant Dick. So, uh, American actor, um, second actor to portray Darren Stevens in the television series Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery. You know who that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, took the name Dick Sargent from a Saturday Evening Post illustration artist of the same name. Uh, on National Coming Out Day in 1991, Sargent publicly declared his homosexuality to support gay rights. So his name is Richard Cox. He changed his name to Dick Sargent, and he comes out as a gay man. Um, anyway, he died in 1994, but he was born today. What year? 48. 48. 40. 40 for two points. Wow. I'm um, sorry, no. Oh. 30. 30. Oh. I'm sorry, 30. No points. So no, no points. points. No points. No no, points. Nobody gets anyway. Four to one. That's it. This American Classic <clears throat> History Day brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley. Try an Alec Bradley American Classic cigar I'd today. like to apologize to all of my fan. Yeah. For, <laughs> for my not fan. being able <laughs> Just can't to get do it, it together. Just can't do it. Do I hear music? Okay. That's the sound of a break. When we come back... Uh, Cigar Journal celebrates 20 years. We'll take a peek at that and see why. Loyalty, is it dead or can it make a comeback? If not, we must diversify as cigar store owners and as cigar stores. And we'll see, if so, what. Cigar events are popping up all over the place. We'll tell you about a few of them. Old Fart Freddy joins us and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's Easter weekend, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! (laughs) Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? 
I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. This is Old Five Freddy, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Okay, we're back. And this is a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding it. Cigar Journal celebrating 20 years, and I am a loyal reader of Cigar Journal. But loyalty is dying, and you in your local cigar shop should be concerned. Are you loyal to a cigar brand? A cigar shop or anything or anyone. We'll talk about that more. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. And uh, where is that cigar journal? Got it right here. Here it is. I have it. I have it marked. Is my mic on? Can you hear me? I hear you. All right. So what do we got on the cover there? We got Rocky Patel on the cover. And his this is uh, brother and his cousin. Yep. This is the 20th anniversary issue of it. And what happens here is they always put a cigar person on the cover. Not a movie star, not a beautiful woman, but a cigar person because it is a magazine about cigars and the cigar industry. So um, I think it's special in that right off the bat. Go ahead. And they, they, they do cool little uh, experiments from time to time. And this one I found fascinating. I read the article a couple of times, and uh, I'm just going to use the cliff notes that they supply. The basic premise of it is... If you think about how you store cigars in your humidor in New England, in New England, we experience huge fluctuations in temperature from summer to winter outside. Yep, below zero causes, to as high as 100 degrees. And this causes a fluctuation inside. In the wintertime, you may be comfortable being at 65 degrees as far as being warm. And in the summertime, that fluctuation could go up to 70, drying the air, and everything is good. You follow me so far? Yeah. So... Go, they did two experiments, one with uh, the same cigars in a humidor, and they smoked these different cigars under three different humidifications, 60%, 70%, 80%. And they same left, cigar at three different humidity levels. Correct. Very interesting. And that's all at one temperature, constant. Then the second experiment was fluctuating from cold to warm and doing the same thing, 60, 70, 80 and smoking those cigars and comparing notes back and forth. I'm, I'm telling you, these, these are scientists. I mean, the crazy thing they do. And to find out what, what happens, what's the difference. The premise, the premise ends up being that at 70% humidity and keeping your cigars at a constant temperature, they humidify better, they smoke better, they taste better, and they age better versus allowing your humidor to fluctuate. So... The idea is that you, the cigar smoker, if you live in New England or you live in a place where there's these big fluctuations, finding a spot in your house that is the most consistent as far as temperature goes and then working your humidity from there. 
the temperature is very, very important. I agree 100%, and I'll even go as far as to say the people that buy cigars via mail order, the same exact brand, the same exact size. First off, sometimes you're buying bulk cigars and they're the seconds left over and uh, they're not coming in a box because of a certain reason. But let's assume you have the same exact box of cigars that you're buying online, that you're buying in a cigar store. How can it possibly be as a retailer that I've had customers for years and years and years come in and say the same thing each time? How come when I buy cigars from you guys, they taste so much better than the same exact cigar that I buy online? How can that possibly be? Yeah. It's because what you've put that cigar through, the hell that that cigar has been through, temperature and humidity-wise. Mm. It comes out of, let's assume that the mail order company has the proper humidification and a proper temperature. Let's assume they have millions of cigars in there. It's kept. Well, now, once you put that on a UPS truck for three, four, five days at 140-degree temperature in the summertime or freezing temperatures, yep. and then it arrives to you, you open the box. Maybe you wait till the next day to open the box to get it so it's not frozen anymore. Or it's not soggy from the humidity level that it just went in and you give it a day or so, it doesn't taste the same. It doesn't. Because it's a stress that the tobacco leaves have gone through. It is a dramatic difference. So what you have to look for if you're looking for optimum cigars is, first off, to get it at a reputable tobacconist, a reputable cigar store that as soon as you walk in, you'll know the temperature of the store. In the wintertime, in the summertime, you see that it's a constant whatever. Yeah. should be about 70 degrees. When you go into the humidor, it could actually be lower than 70 degrees, that they're maintaining for long-term storage, and that rotation is happening. If they have one box of cigars, <clears throat> they could have went through the same exact problem that you did as uh, receiving a product via mail order, that they just got that product in, it's gone through hell. If they have a lot of product and they're doing a rotation thing, it could be as much as six months by the time you get that cigar yeah. through the rotation, and then all of a sudden that cigar is absolutely optimal perfect. Same goes for wine. If you're doing meal order wine, the thing actually changed dramatic temperatures, and we know that the wine spoils with temperature right. level. Well, now we know that cigars spoil with the temperature and level. And another interesting thing is, you know, you do your, you do your squeeze test. You squeeze the Charmin right at the yep. foot there yep. to make sure that the humidity is, is proper. Well, uh, something that I found very interesting is under-humidified cigars <laughs> make almost no noise when you roll the cigar in your fingers and hold it up to your ear. That that's actually a sign that they're not humidified properly, hmm. and then when they are humidified properly, they do make a crunching sound. You can hear it. It should be very subtle, but you hear it. And uh, they, they very interesting how they went through the whole thing. It was very scientific, almost difficult to read because they hit every single detail. Yeah, yeah. At eighty percent, how uh, you could see uh, a demarcation from the band because the cigar was pushing itself out. Right. Through the band from expansion. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't go past 80%. Or if the band's just about falling off it, it's because it's shrunk. Yeah. If the, if the band's very, very loose on a cigar, you say, okay, the, the band, it actually shrunk a little bit. Yeah. So um, they did experience between 60 and 70%. You know, at the 60%, it wasn't all bad. Uh, at 70%, it was all good. And at 80%, it was mostly bad. So you, that tells me you can fluctuate. I like to keep mine somewhere around 62%, 63%. I would say. Because I talk a lot yeah, like you do. I'm okay with the cigar being a little bit dry, a little bit cooler. The real problem becomes a cigar that becomes too hot or too moist. Well, they said at, uh, at their temperature, 80%. 
they started to grow mold. Yeah. Uh, you know, just they, they named exactly what it was, but you just dust it off and you're fine. Plume. Well, they got mold. Oh. Mold is not good. Mold is not good. You should not be inhaling mold. You should not be smoking mold. <laughs> it was some innocuous one. They and I, yeah, big long word. Yeah, I couldn't. It, this is a great magazine. Same I, word I, in German, by the way. Yeah, the mold. It says the same. <laughs> this is the spring issue of Cigar Journal, the twentieth anniversary of it. I have it right here. It's an eight dollar publication. It's bilingual. It's written in English. It's written in German. Um, it is. Um, very subtly mentioned that it's even the 20th anniversary issue. The next issue is coming out in June. I hope they pay more attention to the milestone of it's the 20th anniversary of it. Um, some things I noticed while I was uh, going through it. San Cristobal, which is a Cuban cigar, and we have a San Cristobal in the U.S. Mm. In Europe, that brand can't be called San Cristobal because it's obviously a you know a, a ripoff of a Cuban cigar brand and they just yeah. use the name and they license it here and try to fool the public type of thing but in Europe it's called Pardiso P A R A D I S O same bird on there yeah, and yeah, yeah. same thing but the name has changed the same as La Gloria Cubana the Dominican version sold in Europe is El Credito no kidding. It has to be a different name because they basically ripped off the brand. That's right. all. <clears throat> so um, there's an ad for it, and I, I thought it was funny seeing it as that. Uh, also, I noticed in there the Cigar Smoking World Championship, the fifth international cigar smoking world championship. I saw that, too, and it, it's very confusing. How do you become the world champion of cigar smoking? It looks to me, and I didn't get enough information out of it. There's only so much that's written in there, and I want more information, but it looks to be the longest smoking of a cigar. Everybody smoked a Cuban Monte Cristo number 4, and the record for smoking it the longest okay. was one, uh, 108 minutes and 38 seconds. You get the one match. Once it's lit, it's lit. If it goes out, you're out. You're out. I believe that's the way it goes. That's how they do pipe smoking contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is held by a Russian, Igor Korvin, that holds this 108-minute, 38-second smoking without going out. And you just keep going and going until you do it. So very interesting. Yeah. We have never tried that. I'm interested to try it. There we go. Um, also, there's a story in there on the International Women's Cigar Society to give women a voice in a male-dominated industry. If they want a voice, they're going to have to buy more. That's it. And they were, uh, next thing you know, they're going to want to vote. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding, ladies. Cards and Lettuce. Because your Mr. wife and Jonathan. daughter are listening. Cards and Lettuce to Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Um <laughs> In their uh, blind tasting, which uh, I always love to see where that goes. Um, and the highest rated, uh, highlighted in there, is the Davidoff of Geneva 25th Anniversary Cigar. That's a great one. That received a 94. We have no more of those. Correct. They were good while they were there. Uh, highlighted also is La Fleur Dominicana Factory Press at a 93. The Rocky Patel Royale, which is a new cigar out there, 93. Wow. Aging Room gets a 92. And the top Cuban cigar, the Monte Cristo Number no. 2 Petite, gets a 91. So all those other ones beat the supposed Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado. But I am smoking the Cigar of the Year. I am smoking the Hammer and Sickle Icon, the real Cigar of the Year. And uh, now, I, I have a question about Cigar of the Year and eligibility. Yeah. Because Oravivo White 
if that gets released at the trade show in the United States, then it could be a contender. Otherwise, it's not available in the United States. Right. And therefore, no matter how good it is. Availability is a key. Because I would nominate this thing right now. Yeah. But if it doesn't. Availability is a key factor according to us. Yes. Not according to Cigar Aficionado. It doesn't matter if it's available. It doesn't matter if it came out. 57 years ago, it doesn't matter um, if they only made it once and it only was available in 10 cigar stores, it still ends up winning. Uh, hey, that's them. It's not us. And this argument continues. What do you think of your cigar? You're loving it. Oh, my God. You think everyone in your house would love it? it shows I'll tell up. you this. There, there hasn't been a single <laughs> time that I've put this in someone's hand that they haven't loved it. Hmm. And I mean... You know Mark Roshan, the yeah. muscle guy. He smokes full, full-bodied stuff. It almost can't get strong enough for him. Yeah. I, I had him smoke it. He loved it. And then Marty, who who bought Hammered Sickle Icon, yeah, yeah. he smoked it and loves it. It yeah, has yeah. the flavor to Everybody be able to... can like this, right? It's probably pure medium-bodied. Straight down the yeah. middle, yeah. Straight down the middle. And how about you, Chuck? Yeah, I mean, there's some... Rocky Patel, 1999. Vintage Connecticut, yep. Yeah. Um, just like I remember it. <laughs> I haven't had this in, in probably oh, well over a year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, about uh, halfway through here, uh, consistent burn, like I expected. Changing flavor a little bit, but, you know, I think this is a nice cigar for someone of uh, all varieties. Medium to, to, grape, to bold. Grape bubblegum. Grape bubblegum. That's the, the flavor coming off the Oravivo. Maybe because the band has a, uh, a purple color to it? Think this has a purplish hue? It does have a purple hue. Purple hue. I like huh. to say the word hue. Hue. Uh, I don't want to eat those. you got to do it, man. This is the Peeps. This isn't a regular Peeps. I would not bring just a regular average Peep here. I brought the three-pack because there's three of us. But I brought the Peeps with the chocolate-dipped marshmallow. So the bottom is chocolate-dipped. So if, if you want it, if it can't get any better, how are you? You doing okay? If, right, uh, I'm in. I'm in. If, if it couldn't get any better or worse, you get a peep and you chocolate dip it. So I think it's great to begin with. Now you chocolate dip it. It's marshmallow. It's chocolate. It's, it's, it's a mallow cup. Do you remember a mallow cup? Oh, yeah. Mallow cup was before the Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. Oh, God. This is great. Gross. This is great. I'm not, I'm not eating it. I took a bite. <clears throat> I was gonna, a good sport. You to eat the rest of that? No. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> gross. It's not gross. It is gross. And it's very fresh. I'll eat these up to three years old. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he has, even David has his limitations. Up to three years past their ex- expiration date, I'll still go. But this one is fresh as can mm. be. Phenomenal. Yeah. How can you not like those? Ugh. Why? What's the problem? You saw the ingredients. Yeah. The chocolate crunch corn syrup, sugar. It's marshmallow. You like marshmallow fluff? It's not marshmallow fluff. That's a different. Those that listen to the show, marshmallow fluff, I believe, is only available in New England. Come it on, is. they don't have that across the world. Come they on, certainly don't have it in Canada. No. No way. It's made no in way. Lynn, Massachusetts, and marshmallow fluff is a jar of marshmallow that you make the. Ma- the fluff another sandwich. I haven't had one of those in years, man. Yeah, no, that's and a I know, party. and people that are listening have no idea what this is. Well, it's funny. People that have lived in this area get used to it, and then they have their relatives send it to them, 
because yeah. you can't get it anyplace else yeah. but New England. So the fluff and nutter yeah. is a peanut butter sandwich like they have on white bread, like they have all over the world. No big deal. But now you put equal parts of marshmallow fluff on top of the peanut butter, and you got, instead of peanut butter and jelly, you got peanut butter and marshmallow fluff called the fluff and nutter. Came out in the 60s. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. It's a good time, and it's a peep. It's not a peep. Um, <laughs> it's a whole different blend. Yeah. My palate is very delicate, as you know. Yes. And I can taste the difference. But uh, something that is awesome about marshmallow fluff that we used to do as kids yeah. is uh, you make s'mores with it because it's already kind of melted, but you still toast it. So you get it all happy and brown on the outside, just like regular marshmallows, but it fills in all the cracks of the cracker. Now that how about a, a s'more? Time. How about s'mores? Marshmallow peep on a on a graham cracker. Well, this you're all done. You put this on a graham cracker and you have a s'more. No, you have those yellow things on it, and I don't like the yellow. Number things. five. It's number I'm five. I'm not doing it. Gross. <laughs> number five. It tastes, five. I'll have extra yellow number five, please. With you that. order extra MSG with your Chinese food. It's and? disgusting. What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's not. Usually, I get a giggle from the Chinese when I call up. And say that extra MSG. They said, "Excuse me, extra MSG, extra MSG." Awesome. What do I stutter? Uh, while while you're enjoying life till its fullest, and you are ordering the extra MSG, it's important to be a gentleman. How to be more gentlemanlike and debonair is gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. You need a gentleman. And this is the gentleman's way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, today I am going to discuss with you a ma- matter of manners and habits that a gentleman should always display. We talk about politeness, opening doors, holding doors, things of that nature, saying please and thank you. Here's one of my pet peeves, guys. Saying please or thank you and not looking the person in the eyes while doing it. Uh, I've encountered this now more than once, more than a handful of times. It happened actually most recently this morning when I was getting a coffee. I ordered it, said thank you. The woman behind the, uh, the little door there you're welcome. Didn't even look at me. You know, it was just like, I know you're busy. I know you're in a rush. She's but got 100 customers in a row, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Welcome yeah, yeah. next. Yeah, you know what? A true gentleman, you know what? Take the time. If you're going to say the word, put some eye contact with it. Mean it. Mean it. Yeah. Absolutely mean it. So I've seen it happen not just in that in that example of someone working in a working environment, but others. You know, hey, no problem, man. You know, you're welcome. And, and kind of turn their head as they say it. Look the person in the eye. Thank you. You're welcome. Please, it just—it's that little extra effort that goes the extra Listen, mile. Okay, you, you, and you're talking about during in business, customer service is dead. Mm, yeah, it's so bad, it's awful. We try to have it as best. I, my guys are looking at me. We're good here, and because I—I <laughs> I, I think it's so so important, and uh, we try to keep it up, and we, and we shine because we do. Yeah, and. I'm seeing customer service dead, and maybe that's why, and we'll get into it in the next segment, why loyalty is dead, because maybe it's undeserving. Maybe it's undeserving to be loyal to somebody who's not appreciating by, by giving good customer service. So, yeah. I, 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 now, there's also there's the side of people that are socially awkward. Where do you fall on that, Chuck, if somebody has 
that awkwardness to them yeah. where they, they're nervous to make eye contact with somebody. How do, you, how do you get that out of them? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's just a matter of, you know, again, you're developing a new habit here, you know? Rome wasn't built in a day. I mean, these are just small little steps that will make you become more gentlanly. But in that example, Mr. Jonathan, someone that's socially awkward, just that little baby step, you know? Yeah, practice. Practice. Give them a hug. Don't give them a hug. Just say the word. Punch Thank him. you, and look at the person in the face when you say it. That's it. You Gentleman's know. Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair? Enough. I can do that one. You can do it? I'm good with Let's eye contact. Eye contact. You're good with Kit Kat. You got the uh, the Kit Kat pink. I saw the pink. I knew you weren't going for it, so That's I had it. to give it a proper burial. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know if it's any different, but they put it, they it changed the berryish. But uh, Just because of the packaging. I looked on the thing to see if there was berry. I think it was the packaging that was yeah. messing with my brain. Yeah. So they, they changed the color of the packaging to pastels for more Easter like feeling so you can put out regular stuff. Because. The Easter Bunny doesn't lay regular colored eggs. He lays dyed eggs that look a lot like the ones we did yesterday that we found today. They look a lot like that. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Chuck. If his kids are dying eggs and he's convincing them, lying to them, that they, there's an Easter Bunny and that the Easter Bunny lays eggs. Okay, we're going to color eggs now. Yeah. And then the yellow find, number five. Yellow number five find those eggs tomorrow. Let's go full circle here and get the yellow number five on the die of the egg. I like huh? It. I like it. Yeah. No? Just say it. Just say it. But any other parents, I have such a problem with this. Like, I feel like such a traitor. Like, my parents lying refused, to them. I'm lying to their face. My parents refused to say anything about the Easter Bunny and the, and the, uh, and the Santa Claus. And my dad, very religious, said uh, Santa was an abomination in the eyes of God. When you were little? When I was little. No. That's what he would tell this me. This answers a lot of questions. So does, man. I'm, I'm riding wow. on his shoulders at the mall, and I see Santa. And at the top of my lungs, as you can imagine, that that's how wow. I roll, yell out, hey, Dad, look, there's the abomination wow. in the eyes of God. Yeah, that was me. You were that person. I'm that guy. Wow, by the way, while he was hooked up with a leash. With a leash. I was on his yeah, shoulder, right, right. so I was carrying my own leash at the time. <laughs> It's all making so much sense it right is. now. It's, it's, com- it's coming full circle. What a shame. I obviously don't have that social awkwardness. I'll tell you the, tell you how it is, no matter how weird it is. You know, that's part of your recovery. I guess. Just yeah, you got to say it. It is. So I'm smoking the Oravivo White Torpedo. You had the Icon. Was that the Toro? It is the Robusto. You had the Robusto, and then... Chuck, you had the Robusto as well? Robusto as well. Okay. And you had the, the Rocky Patel 1999. Yep. I think they're all solid choices. If you were going to make a pick for Easter and you're going to bring something to a party or have people over your house and you're going to share a cigar, nothing wrong with any of the choices that we made. Well, we're we have another choice next round. What, I know what I picked. I'm curious to see what you guys picked for the next round. Okay. When we come back, is loyalty dead? Are you a loyal guy? Is it a lost art or a dying thing? We'll talk about loyalty when we come back for cigar stores and if diversify, diversifying in cigar stores uh, should be an option. And if that's the case, what should it be? What should they diversify to? Old Fat Freddy is back in the aging room. We got the tweets of the week from Recru Cigars and a mailbag and lots more. So uh, we even got uh, different events and promos coming up. So stick around, everybody. We're going to light up the second cigar when we return and have some more Easter candy and uh, celebrate Easter weekend with you. So uh, stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And whether you're smoking your Oravivo White Torpedo, your Icon Robusto, or the Rocky Patel 1999 Robusto, you always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. How you guess that, too. 
Cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancada. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of Jake. Is the Cigar Authority. And Faith. The authority on everything cigar. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then. Good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. And Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo! Do it. We're back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and we're going to look through our calendar for upcoming events and... Uh, 
It's Easter weekend, and I plan on eating a lot of candy. But will it be the best-selling candy? Probably not. Do you know what the best-selling candy is? I have the top ten, and it may surprise you. Later, we'll get... uh, no, we just did debonair already. We'll have 05 Freddy. We'll go into the aging room for the tweets of the week and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it. Ah. Okay, we have, I'll give you the pink one because I know you like that. This is a... uh, That's how I roll. It looks like a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup thing, but the color is different and it doesn't say Reese's on it. I don't know. Does that make you nervous? Oh, it does say Reese's. It's actually stamped on the... um, There it is. Okay. Thing. So it is a legitimate reason. Yeah, you don't want to go with the ghetto ones. No. They taste funny. Well. Oh, yeah. That's a party. Yeah. yeah. One of your favorites? It is. When I was a kid in grade school, we used to sell the candy bars for the school. I was in private school. So we did the fundraisers, stood outside a market basket, selling the candy bars for a buck. And people would give us the money and not take the candy. Oh. Just make a donation. Mm. So I had a little notebook, and I kept track of how many candy bars I could eat. So you ate like 16 candy bars, got sick, and then you, I wouldn't eat them at once. Then you said bad things to Santa Claus with yeah, the well. leash on. Next thing you know, you're dancing with you men. You say it like it's a yeah. bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so we're talking about uh, the right cigars. You're having guests over for Easter Sunday. And may, they may smoke cigars, they may not smoke cigars, but you're going to be out there having a cigar after dinner. Uh, this is the after-dinner cigar. You're going to choose what the right cigar would be. They come out and you say, would you like to have one with me? Sure. Now, you know they may. You, you want to give them the best cigar available, right? right? I want to sit there and have an Atabay with them. I'd love to do it if they could really appreciate it. But they're going to smoke an inch of it, and they're not going to really appreciate it. So and then, I don't want to waste it. They're not going to... Then you're under the conundrum. I mean, that's a $30 stick. So you, you just cut off the part they put their mouth on and smoke it yourself because, you know, you just, you, you're just spending you know, 60 bucks on that occasion. They're all pointing outside. Look, he took the cigar out of the ashtray, and he's smoking it. cheap bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What is it, a buck? People have no idea what these things cost. Uh-huh. Right. So what do you end up doing? So, uh, Chuck Morrison, let's go with you. You pick a cigar for after dinner. I did. What do you got? I have the uh, the Dos Ombre, the box-pressed um, natural, mm. which is a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a Nicaraguan cigar. It is a Dominican Dominican, cigar. I'm sorry, Dominican. Yeah. Um, but the reason I chose this is a couple reasons. I'm thinking price, uh, affordability. This is something that literally anyone on any budget could uh, could afford. And much like the Rocky Patel 1999 vintage there, um, in my opinion, this isn't too overwhelming. It does have a nice flavor profile. The flavors change a little bit. So, you know, when someone asks me, oftentimes one of my frequently asked questions is, well, what does a cigar taste like? And as you guys know, especially Mr. Jonathan, so many different flavor profiles that you yep. can draw from a cigar. Um, I'd elected to try to find something that, you know, has some uniqueness to it, some different flavors that are, that's going to change a little bit as you go through the cigar. Um, so I chose the Dos Ombre Natural Box Breast. Which would be like if you, if you lit a, a Peeps. On fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Let, burning of that. a marshmallow. Let's do that. Let's do that. Forget <laughs> it. I'm not going to waste that. I got my eye on that. I'm thinking of that right after the show. I'm going to eat his half-eaten peeps. 
Mr. Jonathan, what do you got? Well, in, in going along with the story, since we started at Oravivo, which is a cigar that Armando Sante uh, had a hand in blending, he himself smoked through a hundred different cigar blends to come down eventually to this one. Fifty to decide who the blender was going to be, and then fifty with the blender, Victor Vitali, mm. to settle on what the cigar was going to be. Uh, and this cigar right here, the Ortsak, bulletproof, blended by Victor Vitali, also won Cigar of the Year three years ago. So this is the one I'm picking. Little fuller bodied than for sure than we, we a used little, but in. I'm going to say it's still it's still in that medium. But this is after category. dinner. Right. I stepped it up myself, and I went with a Nicaraguan cigar. You know, I started off with a Dominican cigar, a Hanky Kellner making the um, hammer and sickle icon and uh, the cigar of the year. But remember, they came over now to my house. We had dinner, and they enjoyed dinner with the Garofalos, so I chose. Did they have Garofalo pasta? They may have. Okay. I think we're having raviolis as the pasta thing, or as we like to call them. Pillows of Joy. <laughs> we take it serious at the Garofalo household. You guys take it too serious. Not too. There's no such thing as taking it too serious. The Pillows <laughs> of Joy, which is what I like to call in, it. In our house, we call those boobs. But Really? <clears throat> you guys got it all wrong. So it's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigars were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I'll cut above the cap. One quick, uh, Mine's a torpedo, cut. so I yep. just gave Go myself a So you did two torpedoes. And I'm not a torpedo guy, but I thought, you know what, I like the uh, Oravivo torpedo. And I don't believe I've ever smoked an Ortsak Bulletproof Torpedo. Really? Oh. So I'm going to go for it. And we're going to use our Vertigo. What is this? The Vertigo? This is the Wizard. I can, I can now forget about that because they don't make it anymore. The Vertigo Wizard is a, is, a, is a tweener. It's in between a tabletop lighter and a pocket lighter. Maybe that's the thing. It was a little too big for people to carry around, but I like it. I like big it, Big, giant tank. It squirts on the side, shoots out on the side of it, so you don't have to tip it or anything like that. It's a pinpoint accurate and inexpensive for, for a light of this yeah, size. Twenty nine ninety nine. You're looking at it. It looks like a hundred bucks, right? Oh, yeah. Looks like a hundred bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. Um, the thing is, whatever's out there in the market, you go to your favorite brick and mortar store. You look for it. If you see it, grab it because that's the end of it. So twenty nine ninety nine. I thought it was a bargain. We went through a ton of it. Mm. We sell the things. We tell people what a great bargain it is, but they're not going to make it anymore. But they got new ones coming out, so we're going to look forward to the new ones. You have some things ordered, right? Yeah, we, I ordered the bomber that we used uh, the other week. Yeah, we had sent that as a sample. Not even out yet. Not even out yet. <clears throat> so uh, I'm liking it. I I always like the cigar anyway. I smoke it often. The Garofalo often. So. Um, Top candies. I got a top 10 candies, American, in America. It's a little different when you go to uh, worldwide. Right. It changes. Um, and it changes so much so that the top five worldwide include two gum. What? Two that are gum. Uh, which doesn't even show up in the top 10 uh, in the U.S., but two gum. Uh, actually, number three in worldwide sales, Trident. Is number three, and Wrigley's Orbit Gum 
is number five worldwide. They have an unbelievable marketing campaign for Orbit, though. Unbelievable. Number five in the world. Yeah, they've got the British chick, and it's all kinds of weird, disgusting stuff, except if you chew Orbit, it's good. Really? Well, the only thing um, identical here is number one is the same worldwide as it is across the country. Which probably means the U.S. buys all of it. Yeah, buys most of it anyway, right? But uh, don't the... um, the French or the Germans with oh, da, um, Swedish chocolate. Yeah, Swiss chocolate. Swiss chocolate. Dutch chocolate. Yeah. And uh, so they should be using a lot. They're known for it. But um, I have the uh, top ten in America. So uh, what would you think? Uh, give me a. Um, I'm going to say a just a regular Hershey bar. Regular Hershey bar is number two. Regular Hershey bar is number two. Very good. How about you, Chuck? All right. I'm going to give my answer, which should be number one, is is the Snickers bar. That's not the correct answer, though. That is not the correct answer. So how do you answer that, say it, and and say it's not the correct answer? Well, I'm just giving you my number one. My number one. (laughs) Okay. But the number one in the the country, I'm going to have to say. Your number one is Snickers. Absolutely. And it's number four in the United States. So you lose. So I lose there. But I would have to say by sales, the number one candy bar in the U.S. would be M&M's. Wow. You even and worldwide. And, and worldwide. worldwide. And worldwide. Are you sure they're not counting units because... <laughs> right, because of the... I mean, you get a thing of M&M's. No, this is by dollars. All right, because you got a hundred of them in, not, in the U.S., $97 million wow. worth of M&M's. That's enough to fill up buildings and buildings and buildings. Ninety-seven you the million. M&M's up, you could make it to the moon and what, back and still have a few. What's the thing a pack of M&M's cost? A I was, was going to say maybe a buck, maybe. And what would it cost to make? I think everything is more than a dollar right now, including yeah. M&M's. It's probably $2. Really? I have M&Ms. no idea. I have no idea what things cost. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I know cigars, period. That's it. Yeah. I have no idea what. You could have said to me they're $3 or you could say they're 59 cents. And I don't know which is the right answer. What were they when you were growing up? When I was growing up, 50 you could cents, get 35 cents. Yeah. yeah. And then so they go on sale three for a buck. Yeah. But you think they're like a couple of bucks for an m Thing of M&M's? I think so, yeah. Really? Wow. So um, what what's, else do we got? What's we got, number we, 10? Number 10 is the Three Musketeer Bar. Great. Just so you know off numbers, $19 million compared to $97 million. I don't even wow. really like Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat it. Yeah, it's fluffy but, inside. Yeah. The Three Musketeers. It's not good. my thing. Um, the number nine is the Butterfinger. Yeah. Like Butterfinger? Yeah. Butterfinger, $22 million a year. The Butterfinger. Uh, watch for the new Butterfinger peanut butter Butterfinger, which makes you think, ooh, the peanut butter cup, right? Yeah. They're trying to become the peanut butter cup. This is the Butterfinger egg that we just ate. I wonder right? how big the bunny was that laid that thing. Here we go. Um, surprising. Number eight. I didn't think a lot of people liked them, but number eight is the Peter Paul Almond Joy. Oh, my. I would have that higher. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds They're don't. fantastic, boys. They are I do f- like Almond Joy better than Mounds, although one has dark chocolate and one has light chocolate. I don't know the which The light one. chocolate has the nuts. Yep. Walnuts. And the dark chocolate's by itself. Almonds. Almonds, rather. It's yeah. called Almond Joy. <laughs> so Almond Joy has dark chocolate? Almond Joy is the lighter chocolate. Mounds is the dark chocolate. Okay. So Mounds did not get there because... Because uh, it sucks. It doesn't have nuts in it. It's and what it makes has, and, the candy bar. And it has dark chocolate, which isn't as popular as milk chocolate. Dark chocolate is the bomb. But it's not in there. So, it, again, people vote with their wallets. Yeah. Another surprise to me is number seven, the York 
peppermint patty. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. It's refreshing. Solid top ten. Yeah? Solid. The New York peppermint I don't patty. disagree with anything on the list so far. Okay. What else? Number six. We have oh, right the here. Twix. The Twix. 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 And that's the one with the uh, cookie crunch. Mm. They're, all They're all Twix. Twix. They're all Twix. <laughs> these, are all, these are all Seinfeld jokes. I love it. Nobody gets it but us. Soul show. Oh. Does anybody understand what we're doing here? It's contemplative. <laughs> Twix, 33 million. Not dramatic increases here. 19, 20, 25. We're at 33 million on the Twix. $33 million worth of Twix a year in the U.S. alone. Mm. Number five, the Kit Kat. I just uh, ate Give a, a break. Kit Kat. Give me a break. Great break. Piece, piece of that, that Kit Kat bar. Do you know the songs? Number four, again, is the Snickers bar. Stop snickering. It's a real player. It's uh, number four. Yeah. Uh, 50, what was it? What 53 was million. 53. So uh, the only thing left I have is number three. Any idea? The only thing left. Peanut butter cup. Peanut butter cup. Bam. Peanut butter cup. Reese's peanut butter cup. 54 million. And then it jumps up all the way to 81 million on the Hershey's milk chocolate. And number one at 97 million, once again, the M&M's. M&M's, which are not really a candy bar. Right. I like the peanut M&M's. I don't really care for the regular M&M's. These are all old school. They've all been around. Every single one of these has been around for at least 50 years. Yeah. So candy people are pretty loyal to candy bars. 50 years, they're still the same top candy bars are selling. Did you ever go to Hershey? I did. I did. Never been. Good time. It looks like it'd be a good time. Yeah, you can smell it through the streets and stuff like that, but you got to go with a little kid or anything. There's a restaurant, if you go there, that because it's in the area where the Amish are, yeah. there's a restaurant called Good and Plenty. Just like the candy, Good and Plenty, mm-hmm. right? But this is food. Good and plenty. What I didn't like about it is you go in and you sit at a big table and they keep putting people at the table. Oh. And when the table fills up, they start bringing the food. And it just keeps coming out family style. And you don't know these people. And you're passing around the big thing of mashed potatoes. And you don't want to take too many because there's enough people there or something. And then the different foods come out. And it's nonstop. And it keeps coming, coming, coming. And the different things. And they, they make their own... They grow their own vegetables. Everything's fresh as can be. Oh, my God. The food is good. How do you pay for it? Like, what? Do you pay it by the pound? They weigh you before you go in? <laughs> if, if they did, I'd be in big trouble. <clears throat> no, it's it's an all-you-can-eat type of thing, and that's it, whatever it is per person. I'll tell you, I ate so much, and we're staying at Hershey Park at the um, Hershey Hotel or whatever yep. it is. Yep. And then we're, we're planning on after dinner, we're doing this thing or whatever we're going to, and my daughter's little, and we go there. I ate so much, I got my money's worth, all right, that I could not even drive. Come on. I could not sit erect. I had to lay back. And they had to drive me back to the hotel room where I had to lay down the rest of the night. I could not go out. This is a true story. It's embarrassing, but it's true. And the restaurant and this was, explains a lot. And the restaurant is good and plenty. And if you ever go there, I'm in. my God. It was unbelievable. They got your picture up on the wall. I'm sure, they still, I'm sure they're still talking about me. It was unbelievable, nice. the food. And I was told by my parents, make sure you go there. And I went to those. It was nuts. Amen. So, uh, as I said, candy bars, very loyal. It keeps going. It's the same thing over and over. Not so in cigar stores. 
Uh, brands change all the time. What was number one is not number one. I, again, I don't think uh, cigar people are loyal to cigar brands like they used to be. Mm. They're bouncing around. You see customers coming in and looking around and trying different things. Do you think uh, that that has anything to do with <coughs> cigar manufacturers becoming better storytellers? Um, the story behind the cigar? Well, I think manufacturers get behind their new products and forget about their, their standbys. Okay. That's been a lot of it. That they, they launch stuff all the time. There's always new things. All their attention and advertising and um, marketing and everything goes to their new product and their old standby that's their bread and butter that's making their business. They kind of forget about it. And then that starts dipping off and they're trying to grow their other. And, and it's been a copycat type of failing uh, business sense. It's a failing business sense, and it keeps getting copied and done over and over again. I think it's a major, major mistake. And maybe it's breeding this non-loyalty that's happening. Uh, consumers uh, are obviously uh, in the bad economies looking for better prices all the time. Yeah. So I think loyalty is gone as far as um, um, where people, they will shop. Are very price conscious <clears throat> right yeah. now. I mean, as crazy as... Not just the guys, everything. Everything. But, you know, somebody will buy the Toro instead of the Torpedo. You know, in, in the case of Orvivo and Garofalo, both cases, the Torpedo, in my opinion, exceeds the other sizes as far as the flavor and the draw and, mm. and the complexity and everything going on. And it's a few cents more to get, in my opinion, way more enjoyment out of it. <coughs> to me, it's worth a few cents. And I see customer after customer say, well... The Toro's the same size. I'll just I'll go with the Toro. That just doesn't have the point. Save twenty cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on like that, and um, I I even see the growth of the six by sixty and the seven by seventy and six by eighty and the craziness that continues going on. It is not out of this is the best tasting one. It is this is the best value. Yeah. Look how much more I get for an extra buck. You know, and with the yep. torpedo, I think they look the opposite. I'm actually getting less because I'm cutting the point off, and I'm right. actually paying more. So it all becomes a value-type, uh, driven-type thing. Um, diversification, uh, I'm starting to see in cigar stores across the country. Uh, you guys that uh, are listening and you go to cigar stores, you're starting to see cigar stores diversifying a bit, adding different things. I'll tell you, when I started in 1985, uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, we sold a lot of things. We were big in magazines. We were huge in baseball cards. <clears throat> we had coffee and we had snacks and things like that. Uh, we had lottery. We had uh, we were a full blown tobacconist where we had cigarettes and and uh, chewing tobacco and things like that. And it wasn't until 1990 that we went all cigars. What I'm starting to see here now is um, it was 92 when I believe the first cigar store opened, not tobacconist, but a store that only sold cigars. And a lot of cigar stores have opened over the years. Now I'm starting to see the cigar store weaning down and diversifying, adding things in. Mm. Uh, they're losing customers to online for a better price. They're losing uh, competitiveness. They have to lower the price to compete where they're not making enough money to survive. And now they have to do what they have to do, which is diversification. Um, and what's your feeling on that? Because I've heard that you don't want to, you know, don't be the jack of all trades. Cause, you know, don't be, what do they say? Yeah, master of one. Yeah. You know, and, and listen, I, want, I would love to stay true, and this is all we do, and that's it. But I see it, too. 
for the first time in in 29 years, mm. um, you know, I see uh, things tightening up, consumers tightening up. Was that scary for you when you made that decision to like lose lottery, for example, oh. or, or butts? Or we were uh, we were in Boston. We were we were selling five thousand cartons of cigarettes a week. Cartons a week a week. And I pulled wow. a, I pulled a plug in one day. Okay, we're not doing cigarettes Why? anymore. I mean, because I really loved the cigar thing, and the cigarette customer was very very it's a different. A lot of business. Cigar it was. It was a big move, and uh, thank God. Um, two years later, the cigar boom hits. I look like a genius. I look like a genius, but yeah. it, it wasn't. I mean, I got so lucky that that's the way it ended up happening. But um, wh- what I'm seeing now is 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 the opposite of what was would happen then. As people started making that move, now I'm starting to see things show up in other stores: electronic cigarettes, mm-hmm. um, hot sauces, beef jerky, um, K cup things. Um, cigar stores are carrying other things. We need chips, potato chips. Yeah, I get hungry sometimes. <laughs> We need chips. <laughs> Gourmet type of chip. Yeah. What is the item that we could carry that would be unique that they couldn't get anywhere and people would come here? Well, look, Cigar not- Authority lights. <clears throat> look at how good <clears throat> the chips worked for cleaning your palate when we did the Cigars and yeah. Candy Bar show. Yeah. Right? Chips is a natural accompaniment to cigars that gets overlooked every single time. Potato chips. You won't eat a marshmallow peep, but you want some potato chips. Yeah. Melting the marshmallow chip peep with the chocolate on the chip. You ever had the, ch- the chip yes. with the chocolate? It's I make the them sweet sometimes. and the salt yeah. is awesome, right? I dip. Now, with the marshmallow peep, you got it all going on. No, you got that yellow thing. How about if you on. actually melted it and you dipped, instead of using a potato chip dip, the dip was marshmallow? All right, we're going to have to try that. Here we go. Yeah. Huh? There's no one coming over tomorrow. I got, I got Easter off from everybody. I'm feeling naughty right now. I don't know what it is. It's a chocolate hand. Uh, I'll tell you, um, Madison Ave, New York, the Davidoff store in Madison Ave, they just diversified for the first time. It was only Davidoff that they ever had in there. It was a cigar store. It was tobacconist only huh. all these years. And they just for the first time put a shop within their shop. And what they put in there was a jewelry store. Room what? 101 jewelry. Wow. That's an interesting move. Lifestyle brand. Uh, Room 101, Matt Booth, his accessories, and not necessarily cigars accessories, but bracelets and rings and things like that. They did it. It opened on March 27th, and it's a store within the store. Um, You've you got to imagine <clears throat> what the rent is <clears throat> in something like Madison Ave, New York. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, really. And that the consumer is not loyal and is maybe <laughs> buying online or, or shopping price or whatever it is. And now they put a store within the store. There's diversification that's happening. Is it working? Is it going to happen? I have no idea. I can't imagine. I don't know that because <clears throat> the Mapu jewelry is not really a Davidoff smoker's jewelry. It's like the biker dude or the the hipster yeah. with the big skulls on the rings. and That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's their brand. It's nice that they're they're taking care of their boy, but. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to be worth it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. What's going to work? What is the item? And I don't want to bring... If they had Davidoff chips, I feel like they could double sales. So Davidoff is a potato chip guy. A guy that likes Davidoff would be... Who doesn't like potato chips? Who doesn't like a marshmallow peep? 
See, I would think like craft beers. I think those are really big right now, at least amongst my peer group. Well, you're seeing a lot of cigar stores adding alcohol in the mix for yeah. sure. The problem with that is you have a guy that comes in, buys the $5 cigar. Worse than that, God forbid, didn't read the commandments and actually brings his own cigar, which is so full but even if he does buy one cigar and he stays for a bunch of beers and he had one cigar. I wouldn't serve it there, I don't think. I would just maybe sell like six packs or something. Oh, oh, oh. You're saying just. Uh... Sell them warm, too. So you don't have coolers. Well, geez. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you get people that learn to drink warm beer. It's fine. Oh, you cool saying... them later. You cool them later. I mean, it's a craft beer. You well, know? the thing is, you've you got to look at your customer, you know. Yeah. The, I would say the majority of customers that come in here would like a craft beer. Yeah. I was at a place People, in uh, North Conway, and it was just it was a <clears throat> store. I forget the name of it, but it was just all craft beers, like glasses. Like, you know, we have lighters here and cutters and things like that. Just think of accessories. You could blow it all up, man. What yeah. about craft macaroni and cheese? Someone in the chat box. What about, uh, where was it? They, they said peeps. macaroni and cheese. Why what? would you say such Because he said craft beer. What oh. do you think of Kraft macaroni and cheese? It's awesome. It's awesome. Really? I know. You I won't know. eat a marshmallow pea. You won't. <laughs> but Kraft macaroni Every and cheese. Every once in a while, I have to have a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. I have to do it. That is so weird you're saying that. I know. Dave, uh, Air Force Wayne. You don't know how weird that is. <laughs> it's very weird. Because there's yellow <laughs> number five in it. Nope. He's it's, gonna, it's weirder than that. <laughs> he's got a pairing for you. Uh, Peeps and a <clears throat> Moscow mule. Ah. Wow. I'll take the Moscow Mule. I had a Moscow Mule this week with J.R. Dominguez. Really? Really? He, he, he was up in my office. He opened the refrigerator, and he saw the um, ginger beer. Ginger beer. Yeah. And he says, what do you do with this? I never heard of it. He's from the Dominican Republic, doesn't know. And I said, you want to try something? And he said, yeah. And I pull out the brass. What are they, brass? Copper. Copper mugs. Yes. Load him with the ice and stuff, and he goes, <laughs> copper mug? And I go, yep, it's a whole thing here. It's magnetic. Let's do it. Right. And we had two each. Till the, two till, each? Till the um, stuff was gone. Yep, isn't that weird? I didn't even tell you that <clears throat> when he came up. <clears throat> you were off? Yeah. Yeah. You know what this is, Dave? Flying bird? What is it? Yeah. Flying bird. You know why I would do that? No. Oh. Tweet. Oh, there we go. Hi. It's uh, it's time to go to social media. Brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars with J.R. Dominguez. That's what he does. Here's the best tweets of the week. That's right. It's time for our social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigar that was built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. And these are the best tweets I saw all week. I'm pretty busy today, so if you could go ahead and offend yourself for me, that'd be great. I'll never understand why the guy that invented Braille didn't just put the dots in the shape of the actual letters. That's right. Why? Why not? I, I agree. doing it anyways. I agree. How about that little voice in your head that says, he thinks you're a riot. He's going to tell everyone. I'm sorry. He thinks you're an idiot. He's going to tell everyone. Kill him. See now. You, the reason why you're reading this is because I read better than you. And that 
I wouldn't read it ahead of time to know what it is. And here you are yeah. doing exactly the same thing that I was doing I, while you took this away from me. I was thinking of that <clears throat> very thing. Okay. But the best tweet that I saw all week <laughs> was, I want to be a celebrity so I can name my kids something cool like shoe or turbo pickle. There we go. And that's right. Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars Rolled and 2 Bar. The old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Every time. Recluse Cigars. It's a good thing I don't actually need <coughs> the teleprompter anymore. That doesn't say N2 Bar. It says N Bar. The best Just, I have. What I can do. Redo it. Make, make it your own. That's you awesome. took it away from me. Make it your own. I did not take it away from you. You handed it over because I was giving you a hard time. New Recluse Cigar coming out. That's what I heard. Ooh. And it's going to rock. Rock me. It's going to rock me. What's it going to be called? Rock me. Rock of ages? Rock. Amadeus. <laughs> oh, Amadeus, Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. So the Recluse Amadeus, which is a box like press, that. Connecticut shade. Very interesting. It's been done before. It has been. So uh, we'll see. Haven't tried it yet. He came up. I heard about it. He said, oh, right up your wheel, Al. You're going to love this cigar. I said, Let's go. Let's try it out. He says, I didn't bring any with me. <laughs> They're not ready. Uh, I want not ready. I want to try it when it's not ready. That's the whole idea. There are advertisers on the show. We should be breaking <clears throat> it and smoking it on the show, right. getting everyone hungry for hint, it. Hint, hint, if you're listening in the Dominican Republic, and I know you are, hint. <laughs> is that oh, my God. <laughs> it's out of his crazy. mind. This is a sitcom here. It is a sitcom. There's definitely something going on here. My fear is that the camera starts rolling and he goes to normal guy. Right, right. Yeah? Right. <laughs> I don't think there's a normal guy in there. Yeah, <laughs> not you. Are we talking about you? No, not at all. Not at all. Text the word cigars to 96,000. 96,000, the word cigars. And uh, we're going to give away some free stuff. Free we're going to give away. We're going to give away a free hat right now. We are. And on the chat box, Chuck, I want you to watch for the answer. I'm going to ask a question about something that happened on the show. Okay. And someone's going to answer. We're going to do it after the break. So be ready. Be thinking about all of the things that we talked about on the show. When we come back from the break, I'm going to ask the question, and we're going to get a winner from the chat box, so that our uh, friends in Canada have a chance to win because. They can't do it with the texting. Okay, so uh, we'll t- also take a look at the calendar, what's going on in the cigar world, in the Cigar Authority, in future shows coming up real soon. Also, Old Fart Freddy is back and a peek into the asylum. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's Easter weekend, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. I. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. 
Flor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Flor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Rudy from the chat box up in Canada, where, yes, we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. We even have electricity and the Internet. You're listening to The Cigar Authority right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. They don't have Easter. They don't have Easter? No, you didn't say it, so I don't think they have Easter, but uh, Rudy's there. Is he on the chat box? He's on the chat box. So he may win win the prize. He may win the hat. He may not. 
So the question is, and Chuck, eyes on that chat box. All right, man. Whoever answers it first. We're watching. What place did I come in the Dancing with the Stars competition that happened on Wednesday? We talked about it in pregame, and we talked about it during the show. What place did I come in the competition? So you had a competition, and somebody won, and somebody came in last, and everything in between, and you came in a certain I did. number, and you mentioned that. I said what place during I the came show. in. Came in what place, and he's looking to see what they do. The first person to answer that correctly gets a hat. So what you'd need is somehow they would have to give you their address. They'll, they can send me a private message on Facebook, and I'll take care of them. So they'll find you on uh, Facebook. It's Mr. Jonathan. We have, a winner. we have a winner. We have a winner. Who is it? One guess. Uh, is it Rudy? It's Rudy. It's Rudy. Yeah, good. And did he say first loser? Because that's the only acceptable answer. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote second uh, one, two, three, four, five times. <laughs> so okay. he knew it right off the bat. He listens. He really pays attention. All right. So, Rudy, send me a private message on Facebook. You and I are already friends. I was hoping this was a little ploy to get a couple extra friends out of the deal. People friending me on Facebook. Yeah. But uh, How I'm you already doing friends with, with Rudy. 4,400. And what am I? <clears throat> 41, 30, give yeah. take. He keeps track of this stuff. Facebook friends. Everything's a contest. Facebook friends. <clears throat> uh, we have lots of events and promotions coming up. Lots of different things. This is the time of year. This is. Uh, April 26th. Is that next week? Yep. Um, Jose Ramos from Don Benigno. Benigno, Benigno. Cigars. I have a very troubled. We said, it, we said it wrong for about six months before we were corrected. Benigno. What was supposed to happen is Don Benigno himself was supposed to be coming up. So we had this already planned. So he goes and he does this thing for the airlines to come up because he lives in Costa Rica. He's from Cuba, moves to Costa Rica. Now he's going to come up here. The bad news was he speaks no English and we were going to interview him on the show without him even speaking English. We were going to go for it. Yeah. Going with it anyways. And not even have an interpreter. We're just going to say things to him, and he was going to say things back, and we're going to just go with it the way it is. Oh, that would be awesome. So he goes to get the um, airline tickets, and his visa was not approved. Uh, so Why do you need a visa? You just need a passport. I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't get it. But he's not going to make it. So Jose Ramos, who already had the events planned, is going to continue the event. So we'll have him on. Not that it's a bad thing anyway. He's the guy that beat you at chess. He's the guy that's going to beat you at table tennis. Wow. He's the guy that just beats you down. And it's good he to won't. have him here. You will come in second because it will be you versus him. So you'll keep the second place up. It won't happen again in chess. I, know I like how to call he... it last place. but I know how he plays now. By the way, we said Jonathan came in second. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows that there were only two people playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So I call it last, but he calls it second place. There so were we... six competitors. Oh, really? There, there were six. six. Okay. <clears throat> I call that last. Oh, that's great. So, anyway, uh, we have him coming up next week. Um, the following week, we have going on, we are launching a brand new cigar. The Luchador. The Luchador. It's Sam Lachia's Luchador. Sam Lachia that has the black and white. Sam Lachia was the guy that was out there with Nub originally and then had a non-compete going on for a while. This is the worldwide cigar, cigar launch of the Luchador. It's going to be on Monday, May 5th. Um, we are going to have the Luchador himself, which is a wrestler with the mask on. That's what the Luchador is, the um, Mexican wrestler. It's going to be on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, which has the tie-in with the 
uh, Mexican, and I believe the Luchador uses a Mexican wrapper on the cigar. We don't know because we have never smoked a cigar. And this is very odd for us because we actually bought the brand without trying the brand. Really? Well, th- what ends up happening is, uh, and for all you manufacturers that are listening, if you'd like, David, to try a brand, you've got to do something ridiculous. <laughs> you've got to have something that uh, the average person would think is silly. And I like it. Yeah. He's all over it. Yeah. And you have to give us the exclusive launch of it. So un- untested, unsmoked, unseen. It'll be the first time ever smoked Monday, May 5th. And we will have the, the luchador here and his manager. His manager, Johnny Fabulous. We should do the show that night, I'm telling you. John Cena Sr. Yeah, we're going to have to tape a segment. Unfortunately, the week after, my family picked the date, and it conflicts with a gig. Yeah. And it's all kinds of craziness. I'm going to have to take that day off. We're burying my grandfather, so there's a whole thing See, involved. we could record the show that night. He's been dead for six months, but three. But three? Okay. Who's counting? Um, yeah. Well, it was the ground was frozen. He picked a poor time to go. So what does everybody else do? Save their grandfather? No, you dig through the snow and you, you dig, dig the guy and do it. I don't mean to be uh, rash, but you're the only person in the world said the ground was frozen. We had to wait three months to bury the old man. Jeez. I know. Let him go. Hey. God. He's, he's looking down saying, for Christ's sakes, oh, bury me. <laughs> Put me to rest. My God. Well, Grampy, the ground was thing. I have a gig and everything, too, but crazy. Hey. I had to, I'm had. i actually volunteering for the American Cancer Insti- uh, Society's um, Relay for Life, so I have to pay a DJ to go to something that I was volunteering for. i got to take wow. the night off. So wow. Here's what it is. So anyway, the luchador, we're going to have fabulous John Cena here with them, uh, and this is going to be at Two Guys in Salem from noon to 6. All the two guys will have the cigar available to try that day yep. for the first time ever. But at 6 o'clock, we're going to do something truly unique. That We're going to go upstairs. We're going to have um, Mexican food as best we know, which is going to be tacos and Doritos and whatever else salsa. we can find. That, yes. <laughs> Anything People like can, to say salsa. Salsa. Hot, hot sauce. Anything we can find that's going to be Mexican, we're going to dish out. Corona. You buy and a box, we, you buy a box, you get a, a bottle of hot sauce with it. <laughs> we're going to watch that. wrestling matches, but not up-to-date wrestling matches. We're going to watch some old-school, old-time wrestling stuff. Serious question for you. Yeah. Favorite wrestler growing up? Bruno San Martino. Of course. Hulk Hogan. No. Followed by The Ultimate Warrior, followed by Macho Man Randy Savage. Really? Yes. The three greatest of all time. Honky Tonk Man, man. Honky Tonk Man was pretty good. Jake the Snake? <laughs> <laughs> I never liked you Jake the Snake. You'll have fun. Oh, I'd love to come. He yeah? wasn't, yeah. uh, Please. <clears throat> he wasn't all that big and jacked up. His only thing was he walked around with a snake. He had a python. Or whatever it was, a boa constrictor. Now, Coco Beware, on the other hand. Coco Beware. He did the bird thing. Didn't he come out to the to the bird song from time? I think uh, Morris Day in the time. Really? Yeah. So he came out and he flapped his wings and he had a huge parrot. He was a character. We're going to watch this crap. I love it. And we're going to have some <laughs> it's not laughs. crap. This was my childhood. And John Cena is going to tell us the backstories because he knows all these guys, including the Ultimate Warrior, which he was with um, two weeks ago. <sighs> Tragic. Uh, right before that happened. And the stories, he'll tell how his son um, started out. Another thing my dad learned <clears throat> in my childhood was wrestling. Every time we'd watch it, he would say, it's fake. It's all fake. No. Every time. Chat box, Captain Al. Captain Al. I don't even know who that is. Louis Albano? Louis Albano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Lou Albano. Okay. 
the captain, the guiding light. Man of the hour, the man with the power, the man too sweet to be sour. Look at what that. about Ric Flair? Woo. He was WCW. No, he was WWF way back. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he went WCW, he came back. Yeah. This could be a good night. Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, yeah. Million dollar man. I hated Hunter Hearst Helmsley when he came out. <laughs> this is awesome. It was so much better when he switched to Triple H. Imagine doing this over tacos and, and a good Mexican cigar or Mexican wrapper cigar. I can't wait to try it. So, hey, we're going to do that. So, uh, tickets are $20. If anybody wants to go, it's 20 bucks. We'll have a good time. And uh, you'll, you'll get a cigar and you'll get the tacos and stuff. And we'll watch some old thing. Now, and we'll have these, these discussions. And there bring is a cigar that has a size called the luchador what is. is that this it is a trivia is question for you for me yeah you're gonna give me i'm giving you a trivia question there is one cigar that we carry. i'm gonna go with baccarat yes yeah. the baccarat luchador any chance that uh davidoff who owns that brand ends up suing him over the uh yes there use. is a chance there is a chance and would they win because his could. cigar is called the Luchador. Their size, size is a Luchador. And they sell, let me tell you, that cigar, I think it sells about $30 million yes. Baccarat cigars. It's Ridiculous. awful, by it's the way. It's a terrible cigar. It has a sweetener added that disgusts me. Yeah. Disgusts me. We've never smoked it on the show. And we never will. And I've been down there before, and he says, try it. And I said, it's awful. And he says, smoke it backwards. So I put the end that you light in your mouth before you light it and smoke the other end. And, of course, now you don't taste the sweetener out of it, but it was just ridiculous. So uh, you never cared for it. But they that is one of the biggest-selling cigars in the world. It certainly really? is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, again, New cigar coming out that's going to do some damage to that one, I believe, and that is Via Havana's uh, Dolce cigar. Hmm. They have a Connecticut that's Connecticut coming. Dolce, yeah. Uh, another one. This is this is very rare, Chuck. Haven't smoked it. Never saw a sample. Ordered heavy because it's via Havana and You're going it's, by reputation. It's their reg- I believe it's going to be their regular Connecticut shade, which I love, and it's going to have a little bit of their sweet tip like they have in their Maduro Dul- Dulce. And I'm going to guess that I'm not going to like it because I don't like the Maduro Dulce either. Yeah, but they buy it. People buy it. Even some of the hardcore cigar guys are on that. Because of the sweet tip. Really? They still want the Maduro. They still want the power. There are two types of cigars. Those that sell. And those that, that don't. don't. That's right. Like, I don't even like sugar in coffee. I don't like sugar added to cereal. I don't like it. You could, I'm still, I am still. I like still, sugar. I'll eat the marshmallow peep. But not added on to it. My feathers are still ruffled that you guys do not have ketchup with hot dogs. Oh. No, stop oh. that. I don't eat ketchup ever, so. God. <clears throat> not on a hot dog. Never mayonnaise either. Ugh. I don't think anybody puts mayonnaise on a hot dog. No. Never seen such a... Mayonnaise and fries, though. Yeah, they put it on fries. All day. In Europe. (laughs) I've seen it on steak and cheese, too. It's like... You know what they call a quarter... Yeah, man. It's gross. You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in uh, France? Yeah. Royale. Royale with cheese. Royale. (laughs) Royale. Royale. Because the metric system. It's the metric system. Yeah. Uh, Moving on the calendar. um, I'm... Heading out after the um, 
Luchador. Thing. No, before the, oh, Luchador. before the Luchador. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Tennessee to Davidoff. Davidoff. Thought you were out of that. David. I, thought I you... know it's gross. Oh my God, man! No, they won't let me out. Just when you think you're getting you out, they, they pull you back let in. You yeah. out. They... Godfather Three. Do you want me to talk to them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, all you have to do is just say I'm not going. I said it. I said I wasn't going. You're going. That's not saying you're not going. I know. So I come back. We got Omar Freyas. Omar de Freyas. Fatillo Cigars. Now, he oh. called me here in Seabrook. I've been covering Terry, who's been on vacation. Yeah. And uh, I had just talked to a customer about that cigar. They said, what's the deal with this? And I said, that cigar is great by itself, but if you drink black coffee with that cigar. He makes coffee, you know. Well, check this out. Yeah. So I'd say this to the customer. He calls, and he says, what do you think of the cigar? And I said, I was just talking about it today. Have you ever tried black coffee with your cigar? And he was like, yes, it's the only way to do it. And I said, yeah. it's, it's, it changes the experience so much, and it, it, the coffee kind of rounds out. And he goes, with the acidity from the coffee and the, and the spice from the cigar. And we're, we're having this conversation like we're the same person. I already like him. But he has his own coffee. We should sell that. Yeah. I don't know what it tastes like. Doesn't matter. He's doing the thing with a cigar. I don't know good. what it tastes like. You send me a sample. We're big buyers, right? <laughs> I'm tired of buying these things without trying them. <laughs> you got to believe in them. It's hard to bat a thousand when you don't even try it. Where in Tennessee are you going to be? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Chattanooga uh, River. Isn't um, isn't there Nashville, right? Charlie Pateras from Tennessee. Yeah, he was asking. Well, I'm Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, I'll be at Burns Tobacco. I have a couple of meetings there. Uh, with the folks from Davidoff. They have a Davidoff lounge in there. I hope I have off time. I'd love to hook up with Charlie and have a cigar with him, but I don't know what my schedule is. I'll look. Yeah. Hit uh, him up on Facebook, Charlie. Um, we have um, in town also on the 10th will be Phil Zangi from Debonair. <clears throat> you may um, need a co-host, and he can I'll talk. Be, and Mr. Jonathan won't be here, so that's, that's the trifecta right there. So we got Omar, we got Phil Zangi, and you're not going to be here. Trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was afraid I was doing the show today by myself. Why? Just for the record. Why? Because you went to the doctor and you're on the meds and I can't, I showed up here. I was running a little bit late. I hear your voice cracking a which little is, bit. So something's for me, going on. Late is I was here at uh, 25 of and uh, I was the first one here. You weren't here and I'm like, oh, great. I got to do the show myself. It never happened. Happened once. Did happen once. That was a few years ago and I had... Pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever pneumonia. your excuse was, you took it was, the day off. It was the pneumonia excuse. June 14th, the Saturday before Father's Day, we will have on the show Hanky Kellner from Davidoff, the Hanky Kellner, and Klaus Peter, his son, father and son. And that night, we're going to have a cigar dinner, father and son cigar dinner. This will be our third annual, uh, featuring Davidoff cigars, three Davidoff cigars. Uh, and we're going to have it at Salvatore's in Lawrence. Tickets are $99 a pair. Father and son, $99. You get three cigars, and you get dinner, and it's going to be a great experience. If now, what about someone like Lou here, <clears throat> who I've never seen him smoke a cigar with his dad, but he smokes cigars with his wife. So he could, he could go, and it would be $59 for each of them. Okay. Because they're not father and son. They could, he could lie and Sorry, say, this Lou. is my daughter because I've seen his wife. She's he could hot. get away with it. She's hot. They could get away with that, but to do the right thing and do $59 a piece. But it's a uh, father and son. Uh, what else do we got? We got uh, time to go into the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. Yeah, we do. So oh, let's man. do that. 
It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, restaurants are afraid to make their food spicy for fear someone will slap them with a frivolous lawsuit. In my day, restaurateurs were proud to bring on the pain, like my three friends, all named Guy, who had a habanero almond challenge. The challenge was, eat one pound of their slow-roasted habanero almonds in five minutes without any water. They were so hot, most people quit after the first handful. Nowadays, you can buy pre-cut meat chunks with the bones removed. In my day, the butcher only cut the meat into large body parts, and you bone the rest yourself. Uh-oh. Nowadays, there is an epidemic. Everyone is afraid of clowns. In my day, every neighborhood had a clown. Oz was named Bobo. Bobo was awesome. He made balloon animals, juggled, and when we used our manners, would let us honk his nose. Uh-oh. We were Bobo honking, meat-boning men with some guy's hot nuts in our mouth. Sometimes, <laughs> aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Oh, man, I should have washed my hands after handling those nuts. Now mine are on fire. (laughs) You start connecting the dots as he's saying these things. You start connecting them. Yes. And he's deboning his... Here we go. And here's the connection starting to go. I'm like, oh, this is going... Exactly where it goes. The best, the best ones are when, when it's hidden. You don't know exactly where it's going to go, and it all ties together. Yep. Uh, IPCPR is coming up in July. The IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, and they have announced their special guest speaker at the convention. Oh. And I think they hit it out of the ballpark this year. Yeah? They have a uh, three-man panel. And it is some guy doing social media. I don't even know what his name is. Not important. Not important. Second one is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle. Wow. No kidding. Great. And the third one. Rounding out the triplet. Me. No kidding. Really? Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. So, I don't know, marketing, promotions, different things like that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I said, really, that's the best you got. The price was right. Yeah. Free. Of course. They they went with the... uh, you know, this other guy wanted fifty something thousand dollars, but you'll do it for nothing. So, come there. So that's the way I went. So uh, let's take a peek in the asylum because as crazy as that is, the asylum is even more crazy. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right, that's Asylum. In movies and television shows, undercover cops running prostitution stings bring out the handcuffs as soon as there is an agreement to exchange money for a sex act. They usually don't wait to receive the service. But police in Hawaii have said they need the flexibility to actually have the sex with the prostitutes and have fought to save a state law that have allowed them to do so for the past few years. 
I have only two questions. How do you become a cop in Hawaii? And uh, how do you become a cop in Hawaii? <laughs> That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. How do you become a cop in Hawaii? Yeah, if, uh, if you come across wild and crazy news, don't be afraid to send it to me. There's a few of you that, that have helped me out. Uh, with some some of these crazy stories, uh, I am running low on them. So if you do come across some wild and crazy news that you think would be suitable for asylum, uh, send them my way via Facebook, uh, Mr. Jonathan Barbo uh, at Facebook, and uh, just doesn't send me matter a if they're even real. I, psh, I'm not going to check smokes. <laughs> it just has to be entertaining. That's it. That's it. So we got uh, one candy left. We got a, a, th- a three way split here. I got the Twix. I'm in. We have the the crackle. Well, we have the Butterfinger Egg. I got the Twix. Twix. What do you got, Mr. Jonathan? Why don't Jonathan? you take the Butterfinger Egg? All right. You I've had about six of them. Because it's pink. That's what he wants. I want well, the pink it. one. <laughs> uh, next week, we're back right here in Seabrook, New Hampshire uh, at 12 noon Eastern with the CigarAuthority.com. And with us will be Jose Ramos from Don Benigno. Benigno. Cigars out of Costa Rica. Costa Rican cigars are hot. They're on fire. If you haven't Literally. tried cigars from Costa Rica, you're missing something. Let's see what what the hype is all about in Costa Rica, and we'll see next week. We'll find out what's happening there. Uh, also, uh, what do we got? We'll have um, more information on um, the Diamond Crown experience. Yeah, we'll be ready be to launch. Off. We're yep. going to kick that off. We'll kick that off next week and explain that to you. And if you're celebrating your birthday, we'll tell you how you can always get birthday cigar here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Come and celebrate your birthday with us and we give you a free cigar. That's the way we are. So uh, that's it for us. For Chuck Morrison, for Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. I'll take a moment to say thank you for listening this week and every week and we'll catch you next time on the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And uh, whether you're smoking the Dos Ombre Dominican Box Press Robusto, the Garofalo Robusto, or the Torpedo Ortsak 1962 Bulletproof. Just keep the lid end out of your mouth. Happy Easter, everybody. And if you're enjoying the content presented here on the Cigar Authority, please consider leaving us a rating and review up on iTunes. We always appreciate when you tweet out links to the show or mention us on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire. 
Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie. 